This is Pablo Escobar, Escape from la Catedral. The tapes you're about to hear have been translated and dramatized by voice actors. Pablo Escobar wanted. Reward 2,700 million pesos. Call free from any city to 9-800-10-600. Full confidentiality is guaranteed. These crazy schizophrenics who go and enter any house and do just anything. We are going to tell the people that El Tiempo that we have a very, very big surprise. They can imagine it. They don't dream of it. The voice that we just heard is from an intercepted telephone conversation of one of the most fearsome drug lords of all time, Pablo Escobar. To tell you that we are going to tell the people that El Tiempo that we have a very, very big surprise. The surprise is a bomb that he plans to put in the offices of El Tiempo one of Colombia's largest newspapers. Escobar does not approve of the way El Tiempo covers his adventures and wants to impose his will through his most efficient weapon of persuasion, terror. His caller knows that the boss's wishes are orders. He sees himself as a modern-day Robin Hood, and El Tiempo's coverage does not reflect the image he has created of himself in his own mind. Well, and another thing is that imagine that you have all the pages of the world. You have all to call someone criminal and murderer. But you write about a case which was proven false a year later. But you don't publish that. You don't do that because other papers did. That we have a very, very big surprise. In those days, no one escaped Escobar's perimeter of intimidation and the media was one of his most frequent targets. It's 1989. Escobar and the other drug traffickers of the Medellin cartel, as their rivals in Cali, are fighting against extradition laws which would send them to prison in the United States. A common saying was, we prefer a grave in Colombia than a prison in the United States. I am going to call for payback. What I have for those at El Tiempo, it is very big, very, very big. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean. You're absolutely right about that, compadre. These were momentous times in Colombia. Drug trafficking had overwhelmed all of the state's institutions and a change, of course, was needed. Escobar's defiance of the Colombian government had reached a breaking point. Some sort of agreement had to be reached with Pablo Escobar and his criminal empire in Medellin. Yes, yes, well, I am going to call anyway. Thank you very much. I know that what you are going to do, you are going to do in good faith because of the friendship you have with us and for the peace of the country. So that on a day off, we can all get drunk and some stay, brother. The fear in the caller's voice illustrate the two dominant emotions that Colombians felt in the 80s, submission and terror. Okay, stay calm. Well, brother, have a good night. God bless you. Ciao. See you later. The person speaking to the drug lord is Carlos Nader, one of Escobar's main lieutenants. Nader's career was typical of the time. He was a drug trafficker, but also a congressman, and eventually he ended up in prison in New York. They told me that there was a man in the Santa Maria neighborhood who had to be picked up so he could sink. Let's just say Nader was no slouch, but by the end of the 80s, when narco-terrorism had taken all of Colombia by storm, there was no one courageous enough to confront Escobar. My name is Jorge Ramos. 
I am the nightly news anchor for Univision Noticias. I have covered the drug trade all over Latin America for over 30 years. When I was approached to do this podcast, I had to say yes, because it involved listening to a mysterious set of 35 tapes that were sent to a production company in Mexico called, of all things, Detective. The package simply read, Escobar Tapes. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. This is the first one they play. What? Who did they shoot? The first one that was there. Inside. And the second. Your problem is with the one who is paying him. Do you understand? The problem is with the 70 kilos. What is the deal with the 70 kilos? Decime. I spoke with... You have some issue with the 70 kilos? No, absolutely. 70 kilos. Clearly, given the context, they are talking about drugs. The tailor and the uncle told me. What did they tell you? It was difficult to understand exactly what was being discussed. The tapes are full of code names like the tailor and the uncle. We also weren't sure where these tapes came from. Listening to them, however, is mysterious and hypnotic. We could decode that these were intimate details of criminal operations, movements, as well as the wishes and desires of none other than Pablo Escobar. His influence spread to practically all levels of the government, including the judiciary, the military, and the police. And many of the tapes reveal Escobar's modus operandi, called strategic, ruthless, but they also gave us access to the behind-the-scenes world of power, where the fates of millions of people were decided over phone calls that happened in the shadow. They told me that there was a man in the Santa Maria neighborhood who had to be picked up so he could sink. Uh-huh. Yes. How so? That he has to be picked up. He, he, he needs to be picked up to make him whistle. Also, a boy named Orlando. Escobar was well-connected in the Colombian justice system, which kept him informed. But this was a two-way street, so, of course, the spying went both ways. You never know when one of those calls can be intercepted. The tailor and the uncle told me. It's okay. No, no problem. No problem. I believe in you. Understand? As Detective's team kept listening, they asked themselves who intercepted these calls and how. How much of this story is true? And perhaps more importantly, how much of the truth remains hidden? At the very least, he is a fagot. Because he has no children. He doesn't know children. He, he doesn't even know what children are. And yet, they talk about children every day. And if the attorney's office does not sanction him, one day I'll take him and tear his balls off or burn him alive. That son of a bitch! There is something captivating in these old phone recordings. They seem to come from a distant world that no longer exists. The tapes transport us to the time when Escobar drove the Colombian and American security agencies crazy when his criminal enterprise shook every corner of society. I'll take him and tear his balls off, that son of a... The tape showcase Escobar's more monstrous side, tyrannical, 
irascible, intolerant, homophobic. He's a fagot. But also the person behind the monster, someone sensitive to the poor, a great strategist, a man devoted to his family. What are my rights? Because I have rights. As a prisoner, I have rights. As more and more of the taste played out, the myth of one of the greatest kingpins in history of drug trafficking began to crumble. Who was Pablo Escobar? What is hidden behind the popular films and TV shows that have turned his life into a cottage industry? Then tell him, we let you go, brother, because a friend of yours spoke for you. And so and so spoke up. And that's it. Because I spoke for him. Okay? Okay, then. With each new tape, a new facet of this man with a thousand faces appears. In order to tell this story, we had to talk to those who lived it. Powerful figures such as former president of Colombia, Cesar Gaviria. Yes, it was a critical issue. His chief of staff, Miguel Silva. Everyone was corrupted by Escobar. We also spoke to the military counterparts, such as Coronel Cesar de la Cruz. So, no, there were no mistakes. What happened was a result of a series of decisions. And the director of the DEA in Colombia, Joe Toft. I mean, I had a great time in Colombia. This story would also not be complete without first-hand accounts from the kingpin's own world. We speak with his sister, Luz Maria. He wrote me a letter asking me for a big favor. And Pablo Escobar's nephew, Nicolás. We also spoke to journalists who covered this story at the time. But for Escobar, the message was loud and clear. This podcast is a tale of spies, heroes, and scoundrels. It is the story of a country that was brought to its knees and had to fight for its own survival. It's the rise and fall of a terrible kingpin. But above all, it is the story of how a mysterious collection of audio tapes contained an untold chapter in the life of one of the world's most notorious drug lords. Tapes that reveal a shadow world from another era where, of all things, the telephone was the weapon of a kingpin, but also his Achilles heel. We have to burn down the houses of the rich, to hit the politicians, the military who runs us over, the policeman who runs us over. 